0: Youth ministry can always use some big ideas Ideas that are faithful to relational ministry But also provide some crazy, fun, and life-giving resources for youth leaders Youth in leadership and the church Now that's religion This is the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry podcast Your source for information, discussion, and feedback In youth ministry of all shapes and sizes now, here are your hosts, Michelle Thomas Bush and Cliff Haddocks. Welcome to the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry podcast, a podcast resource for the church as we seek to be faithful to our ministry with and for young people in all settings and sizes. We are continuing to come from once again from Montreat, North Carolina at the Arts, Recreation, and Worship Conference. And we have more guests, Michelle. We have more guests.
1: We do. We have John Weicker here with us. And we also have some uh, an audience, live studio audience tonight. <laughs> John is here to talk to us about leadership, youth in leadership, and how we can equip our youth as leaders. And um, he's done some great work with uh, young people, and so we want to just hear from him. Great.
2: Well, thanks.
0: So, John, a lot of times when people think of youth in leadership, for some reason it never gets past them having their little youth council from mm-hmm. their youth group. But you're not talking about that. You're talking empowering into the, the the into true leadership within the church,
2: yes I am and and not I think that that that's a part of it youth in youth ministry leadership is an important part and there are definitely young people who have those gifts, mm-hmm. and I think we're pretty good at identifying them because they tend to be the extroverted jump around um, energizer types who I know and love dearly but to my mind, every confirmed youth in the church should have the opportunity. To be a leader in the larger congregation, if not the larger church,
0: how do we get past the what is almost a fear level for, the, for that? That well, what if you know? Are there are kids ready for that? Sure. I mean, I, I remember. How about well, is the church ready for yeah. that? is the church ready? Yeah. Well, no. I. It's funny you say that because the the, fir- the first church I served at when I started talking to them. About because we had an elder position where someone had had someone I can't remember if they died or moved away but we had a one year slot that was mm-hmm. that was coming up
1: perfect for a young perfect
0: person. for a young person mm-hmm. and I said well what if we what if we like specifically focused on bringing in one of our youth to have that slot and one of the adults on session said I wouldn't be comfortable with the youth seeing how we make decisions <laughs> yeah. what'd you say Cliff and yeah. I said. I said, "What's so hor- what's that so subservient? Or I mean, what's so subversive about how we're making decisions here?" And they're like, well, I don't think they should see us argue. And I'm like, "That's exactly why they should argue. That's exactly why they should see it, so they, they can see that we argue, group. and then we have a yeah. a Christian witness and how that we will reconcile after the argument." Session but, needs to change. <laughs> yeah. So, well, if we did get we did get our youth elder. We yeah. did get our youth elder that that we ha- we it was the first mm-hmm. one they ever had, and it, it it went well. But I could still see. From that particular elder, anytime that, like, the, the things got heated or that youth,
2: like, entered into the discussion or the mm-hmm. argument, he got very uncomfortable. Sure, sure. Very uncomfortable. Well, and when – at my former church, when I – for for us, we had had a – not really any tradition of youth and leadership. And where it started for us was actually deacons mm. um, because that was a ministry that we really felt like youth could fulfill well. And for my money, um, and we can maybe talk about this later, it was full-term deacons. It was not one-year gigs, but it was three-year gigs. That's, That's how long the term of service was. And for us, it started with sort of very traditionally Presbyterian things. It started with looking at the Book of Order and working out the polity implications of it and then presenting that to the nominating committee. And I, as the pastor who worked with youth, talked with the pastor who worked with deacons, to sort of get our ducks in a row and, and present a united front. And we started with our two most clearly gifted youth for that particular ministry. We want to make our, it successful. Your first, yeah, year. you want to mm-hmm. start with your slam dunks, I yeah. think. And to my mind, so that, that the beginning of the culture change started with the culture that we already have, which is Presbyterian polity, which is our book of order. Um, and then you, from there you can start to make theological arguments um, about, you know, young people in leadership in the Bible, which happens, you know, all over both Testaments. Um, Mary is not that old when she has Jesus. That strikes me as a leadership position. Um, Samuel and Eli is always my favorite youth leadership story. Mm
1: -hmm. So how do we equip our young people? So if our youth are in leadership, Mm -hmm. whether they're in youth council or whether they're on outreach council Mm -hmm. or serving on stewardship, how do we make help them be we can't make them be effective leaders Mm -hmm. but how can we help them be effective leaders sure
2: well first to to sort of take a step back i think we need to make sure the right people are in the right places great because and that to me in in my experience that starts with confirmation because i think a huge part of confirmation ought to be some spiritual gifts work of recognizing what our spiritual gifts are. It's one of the marks of mature Christian faith is knowing and claiming your spiritual gifts so that the right person ends up on the right ministry. Um, At my church, we had one youth who served on the property committee and that's not a, that was not a youth friendly. That was a bunch of cranky old men talking about air conditioning and Mm. shrubberies. But
1: there are some young people who would love that. Yes. And,
2: and, and once we got to Hunter, it was, he was the one who said, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. And he was perfect for it. And nobody before or since would have worked well for Hunter, for property besides Hunter. Um, So it starts with knowing that. And then I think after that, there's a little bit of um, making sure that they have the tools. And I don't know of, there may well be a book out there that you could hand to a youth and say this. But when we started doing that, I didn't know of it. And so I made up a sheet and I had eight bullet points on there of what it and i titled it in my sort of cool not cool hopefully so somebody cool needs to way. write that book is what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. yeah um, Who um to, <laughs> who's gonna do it first <laughs> and it was uh, it was titled how to rock a committee like how do you oh i like at that how to a rock committee. a committee um and it's here i am because i think <laughs> they have the gifts they have um the church needs their gifts but they don't always have the tools because Committees are run by adults and they're a part of adult culture and they're not really a part of youth culture. They're Mm -hmm. they get that and some of that develops, but it's not, you know, it's part of adult culture, not youth culture. And so it's some of it is very obvious to us things like be on time, Mm -hmm. be there, let them know when you can't make it and give a reason why, Um, you know, do your homework after committee. And some of it's a lot more subtle, like get to know your committee chair so that you demystify this adult youth relationship and so that they're willing to trust you and you're willing to trust or
1: call on you during a committee yeah
2: yeah exactly
0: there's also some work that has to be done from the other direction oh yes to 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 make certain that the the adults are going to empower the youth i can remember Mm -hmm. being here at uh, montreat one time serving as a small group leader and meeting someone who was a youth elder uh but half an elder Mm -hmm. their church had two youth elders that they were officially a split yeah. They got half a vote. Wow. They had to agree and be uh, and be unanimous for that vote Invisory to count. Delegates. If they split their vote, it didn't count at all.
1: Oh, that is and ridiculous. that was their church's brilliant that is idea. Made up. And party. I was like, I'd hey, like to see two adults yeah, exactly. have to uh, yeah. agree yeah. on every decision. Yeah. It's all yeah. right, John. Yeah. Real quick, Sad. Um, can we? upload this um, how to rocket committee to the big ideas yes. facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. group. Yeah, Great. Thank you.
0: happy to, to yeah. do that. Awesome. Save this blog. Save us blog. <plug. laughs> <laughs> so if a church has never mm-hmm. like like never considered a youth mm-hmm. all of the session is the mm-hmm. same people that seem to get reelected they sure. get their one year off mm-hmm. and then they go back and down for a rather double turn which happens in a lo- especially in smaller sure. congregations like who's the best who's the best
2: champion for taking this step so i i think it varies by church but in general um, the chair of the nominating committee ought to be your first stop because those are the people who are in charge of getting people to serve in places. And those are the folks who don't, you know, hopefully they look at it as a ministry and they look at matching gifts with needs, but they also got slots to fill. Yeah. And if you are coming to them and saying, I can help you fill some of your slots with really fabulous people, then uh, most of them are going to start going to give you their ear. So I think that's an important piece. Um, I said before, you need to start with the slam dunks, with the youth who are well-known, who have good reputations, who come from families where you know that the family is going to support them in that ministry, such as making sure that they get driven to and picked up from, you know, committee night if they're not of driving age, for example, or if they don't have their license, Um, that... That they're, you know, the parents going to make sure that, you know, do that good reinforcement, that good family ministry that, you know, it's Sunday morning, it's Sunday afternoon and the football game's starting, but you haven't done your deacon visiting yet. You need to, you know, who are going to reinforce that ministry um, in the way that you'd want any family member to help reinforce any ministry for any servant.
3: Great.
0: Anyone have any, any questions on this topic? Anybody have anything? Come on out.
3: Come on out, Joe. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you? Um, So I have been at a number of different churches. One church where the youth elder program was very new, and it went well for like seven or eight years, and then kind of took a nosedive. Then Mm -hmm. I have been in other churches where I have inherited the youth elder, youth deacon program, Mm -hmm. and there is the strong commitment from the adults saying, oh, we've got to have this youth elder, we've got to have this youth Mm -hmm. deacon. But there isn't that same commitment from the youth. But there's this pressure upon the the youth director, youth minister. Oh, gosh, we've got to have someone no matter if there are gifts. Mm -hmm. Is it okay to skip a year? Is it okay? How do we how do we kind of talk to the adults who are just so gung ho that they're going to force someone who really isn't ready for this leadership position? Mm -hmm. What do you? I I mean, I think
2: it comes back to gifts. And and so to have a conversation about spiritual gifts with those adults because their heart's clearly in the right place. You know, they're clearly on the right team here, but to give them a way to help understand that maybe some of the ministries they don't value as much are just as important. Maybe ushering and AV ministries, or um, maybe some of the environmental ministries that I've had youth serve on before that, that those are just as important in the life of the church. And so to help them understand that it's not a loss, it's not a, it's not a lowering of the value. Um, one thing you said, and, and just, this is one of my pet peeves and it's not your fault. Um, I think we, we tend to say youth deacon and youth elder. We've been saying that the no. whole night. Yeah. So yeah. I, and, and I didn't want to and be, and be pretentious. In, but, in reality, um, um they're elders who are youth and deacons who are youth um, mm-hmm. because, it, because it becomes that tokenism. Um, one of the things in the podcast mm-hmm. you may have just heard in your feed from Bill Buchanan is his important and clear use of language. And I think mm-hmm. this is another place where that matters. Um, because we Well, and that's
1: yeah. where in the church we need to be clear with everybody else that if young people are serving on the session or the diaconate, they are just – they are equal to anybody mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And so they shouldn't be separated out in any way you know on emails on you know ballots on yeah on whatever exactly committees right.
2: yeah split in half mm-hmm. anything yeah. like that exactly. yeah
1: i do joe i did want to say there are if there are people on the session they probably serve on committees and they could mentor young people on their committees and teach them some leadership skills so that they could get them to the place of being ready to be um elders it's what we do with adults Mm -hmm. so that if there are young adults that are in the church, we get seasoned leaders to take them under their wing and and train them and mentor them. So that would be a great place for um, some session members to mentor them on on any number of committees.
2: Yeah. I also think two thoughts. One is that maybe— Maybe what it means to be an an elder in that church needs needs a refresh, <laughs> if it's not if it's not exciting.
1: But also, yeah. if you're just coming in as a a youth leader in a church, and there's been a void there, mm-hmm. there is sometimes a void of leadership yeah, in youth. Sure, sure. So sometimes you have to kind of groom that. Yeah, and it takes a while to get to the place where there are some youth who have a voice or who feel like they can yeah voice their leadership. And yeah,
2: we we finally got to the point where we had. Um, we would al- almost always have youth who are deacons um, and deacons who are youth um, who, were in, who were in their third year when first years came on. So they had a little bit of that. Um, but my favorite story about this is we had a youth who one of those first two youth who were deacons, uh, deacons who were youth at my church. Now I'm saying it all wrong. Um, and he, uh, in his third year, uh, this youth Gibb was the mentor for Tasha, who is an adult member of the church um when he was in middle school tasha was his youth advisor mm. mm-hmm. and so the mentoring relationship had flipped through the church mm-hmm. uh through the leadership in the church
0: uh, one thing that's important to remember is that uh, is that a youth who has never had a leadership position of any type or mm-hmm. responsibility to suddenly be okay go do this mm-hmm. you know we've seen what happens when people who have no leadership experience step into a leader role it, not yeah. always good, um <laughs> <laughs> not saying yeah. anything, yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. but uh but um but like it's important to cultivate throughout youth group and throughout Sunday school, any opportunity that a youth can be given a responsibility, yes. a, a thing to be theirs, a thing that they're in mm-hmm. charge of, a, a thing that they can make decisions in going forward, to, to, to not always make them the passengers along on the journey, yes. but active participants. Well, and that
1: can start in children's ministry.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think our culture has sort of caught and passed us on that. Mm-hmm. I think that they have opportunities for leadership outside it of the now. church, yeah now they're I mean, taking it. you know how, <laughs> you know there are, there are there are you know team captaincies and leads and first chairs that happen in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, so that by the time that they get to high school they 've been you know if one of the reasons I think we have youth as leaders in the church, besides the church needs it, besides um, the book of order allows it is that the rest of the world is doing it and so if we don't give them opportunities we're not going to see them that mm-hmm. much.
3: Mm-hmm. So this is Joe again. I would say back to the context that I have seen Cliff what you said that having these smaller opportunities that's what's been missing mm-hmm. and they've gone from like no involvement barely coming to worship maybe youth group once or twice a month to hey you're going to be a youth elder now congratulations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Never. Never. Thank you. Any other questions? Mine's just really a plug for the elders who are youth. Um, Recently, we had a called meeting in our church, um, and I sent out an email in advance to kind of explain the issue. And my youth elder, my elder who is a youth, um, called me and said, I've had my Bible out, and I've gone through scripture and I've prayed about it, and I'm still really struggling with this. Okay, in 15-plus years of ministry, I've never, ever had an adult (laughs) elder tell me they have had their Bible out, they have been studying Scripture, and they are praying about an issue in the church. Young people take it seriously. So, so at the we end, have a fantastic elder who is a youth. But, but yeah. the
0: question is: at the end, was it yellow or white stripes in the parking lot? <laughs> what was the?
3: No, this was actually an issue. Oh, actually, it was an issue. It was okay, actually I'm just an issue. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. That was just my plug for elders great. who are youth. They go, do a go, great job.
0: Go elders who are youth. Others.
1: I just sat on a committee recently that had two youth. Uh, leaders, and they spoke up and were talking about how we needed to change the committee and say they needed more youth, uh, you know, representation, and they were very honest. They said, you know, you know about the money, and we know about the youth, so we know about our people. Um, It was for a committee that served youth, um, and it was great to hear them speak up for themselves, so I think we we created a safe space for them to do that and encourage them to speak up for their... You know, ideas, and they did. So,
0: I remember the uh, the late James Lee, pastor, who preached here a couple of times at Montreat, telling a story in in uh, evening worship about how the church that uh, he had served in, a couple of the youth brought a couple of concerns to the session, and they weren't listened to. Mm-hmm. So, you know that wonderful part. Where after the nominating committee reports, they say, "Do we have any nominations from the floor?" <laughs> the mm. youth nominated an elder in that, <laughs> that moment, and all of a sudden, it wasn't just a clear cut. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it became an election in that moment, and it was like they see—they literally, a kid. It the was church a change. The yeah. kid sees a kid <laughs> sees power. Yeah. Not, and I don't mean that in like an, a, a takeover way, but was like our voice is going to be heard, yeah. and the kid was elected that morning, and all of a sudden, it's like. You know, we can't just say all oh, those kids. Well, you, we, yeah. You're the future of the church. You'll grow up someday, and then you know, yeah. then you can yeah. come. No, they 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 want
2: their voice heard. And, I mean, yeah. we, and we're seeing it in lead the headlines the church. Yeah. exactly. Well, and, and I think there's one thing to go sort of back a step in the conversation. If you have more than one youth in these roles, then they're not they're not representative of all youth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's sort of when you have only one of something. It becomes the 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 universal the token. yeah, so. the token and and that 's I think we 've learned all over culture that that doesn 't work, and you you have fuller, richer experiences when you have the nuance um, in the same way you wouldn 't want only one woman on your diaconate or only one person with disabilities or only one anything
1: and I love this conversation about all the intergenerational conversation about committees because our young people need those friendships and the faith family that's varied in their life. So mm-hmm. I, I would love to see this extend more in different places. Mm-hmm. Just, hi, I'm Sarah. And one thing that just popped in my head about that, I served as a elder, as a youth. And I just remember so clearly that I was never asked, like, what do you think the youth want for this? But mm the church that raised me was important to say, what do you like? What do you Sarah Grace think about this issue? And so as youth become parts of these committees or become elders and deacons, they're not just coming from that one place of being a youth. They are also a person who's interested in X, Y, and Z and have bigger gifts to share. I think that's when it's done. As a representative, you're not representing the youth. You are a voice led by the Holy spirit in that time and place and so that they validated that you're not there as somebody who is trying to figure out what's going to be best for you know a certain population of the church that's great
0: well john thank you for taking time at uh, arw to, to hang out with us and talk
1: about this important topic
0: if folks wanted to, well, I mean, we're going to get the we're going to get the how to rocket committee out there, but if for resources like that and other ways to uh, get in touch with you, how do people find you?
2: Uh, well, I'm between churches right now, so okay. the best bet is just plain old hotmail because I like to keep Hot it current. Hotmail. Hotmail. Do you have a GeoCities page? As I, well? I replaced it with the Hotmail. Okay. All uh, right. <laughs> just I like to stay seven to eight technologies behind. <laughs> But you Just are a, on Facebook. But I am can on Facebook. you spell your last name? Sure, horse? my last name doesn't look like it sounds. It's W E I C H E R. Looks like Weecher, sounds like Wiker.
0: And and we, you can often be found active in the Big Ideas of Youth yes, Ministry yeah, and, uh, yeah. Facebook. And group. and my
2: email is J V is in Victor W E I C H E R at hotmail dot com.
1: And you are available for a call
2: in that local I am, especially in in the Raleigh uh, Durham area.
1: Right. Great.
0: This has been the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry podcast. Join us in the Big Ideas in Youth Ministry Facebook group to be part of the ongoing conversation.